Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we talk to a wide variety of advisors here at Exacoach Radio, and, you know, we talk about a lot of different topics, but a lot of times we like to come back to the basics, come back to the, the crux of the matter. Why should you have an exit plan? Why is it important? Why is it important to start early on that plan? And uh, you're in luck today. My, my guest today is, is Vince Mastrovito, and he's been with us many times. If you've listened to the show over the course of the last couple of years, you've heard him many times offering sage advice on a wide variety of topics. So we're going to talk about that today. He's with Prometheus Partners and uh, has some great insights. So let's get into it. Let's talk about what is exit planning and why is it important. Vince, welcome once again. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate the time. Love being on your show. And um, so let's talk a little bit about exit planning and what it really is and what does it mean to a business owner, right? Right, right. And um, Yeah, I think a lot of times, Vince, uh, a lot of times people say, well, yeah, I'll do that when I'm ready to exit. In other words, uh, you know, when, when, uh, a year from the a year from the time I want to sell, I know I have to do something. I hear that from a lot of people. I'm like, no, actually, you need to do something well before that. And there's several reasons why that we're going to cover. So, so let's. What what are your ideas about what we'll cover today, Vince? Well, I think what we should really try to cover today. There's many things that we probably don't have time for, but I think we should talk about what is an exit plan and and uh, how should a business owner really view it. And then some of the other things is what are some of the benefits to the business owner from doing an exit plan uh, that they really should try to um, maybe try to rethink and how they approach this whole process. So I think those are a number of things that we really should try to take a look at uh, to help the business owners understand, you know, it's really, it's a mind shift as to what is an exit plan because sometimes exit means one thing, uh, but in our mind, really, an exit plan is part of their strategic business plan, and it's just an extension yeah. on what they have already done, um, and it's just another layer for them to say, let's prepare, whether it's for the next generation to sell or transfer or to sell to a third party, uh, an exit plan is really part of their strategic business plan. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, and you know, in the interest of brevity, a lot of times what we call is an exit plan is just because... We don't have room to say it's a succession plan, it's a transition plan, it's a it's a next you know next phase of your life plan. It's an exit plan, um, and, and that 
that works against us sometimes. So let's start with that very basic question, Vince. What is an exit plan? Well, as I mentioned earlier, it is part of the strategic business plan, but it really boils down to putting in writing and understanding uh, what type of processes do you want to have in your business to transition you, the business owner, if there's multiple, the all business owners, into the next phase of their life? And what do they see as the transition for the business itself? Uh, and when you take a look at businesses, you have the owner, and as he or she uh, matures in the business, there has to be a process for them to move out of the leadership role, the CEO role, and have other people moving into that role and taking over and controlling that issue. Uh, and so I think it's just really important when you take a look at um, how stock should be purchased in the, in the business, you have to review your buy-sell agreement, and you have to start taking a look at who can actually buy the stock within the business, who, who can you sell it to, um, if you're looking at kids coming into the business, then um, are they going to have to work outside of the business in a similar industry before they come back into business? So all of these are really part of the strategic business plan when you're looking at it as to how to write it out to make sure that uh, you have a much higher probability of success. Yeah, and you said something key there is, is as you write it out. So I think of exit an exit plan when I try to explain it to a business owner. It's a written plan that contains all of the facts about what about your business and your situation. Uh, it, a written uh, statement of your your goals as and and that takes sometimes a, quite a while for people to to fine tune that to a point where they like it. Their goals of who they want to transfer to, when they want to transfer it, and what they need to get out of it, what their other goals are, and then a list of strategies that they're going to implement. And the key to that written plan is that it's something that can be put on the table, on a table full of advisors and passed out to all of the different advisors who will get involved, like attorneys and accountants and others. And everybody can now be working from the same page. And Vince, I had, I had one uh, advisor say, you what you guys do is you write the hymnal that we can all sing from and and what they meant by that is of course uh, all the the agenda material and the facts and the goals are all in one place so that the the other advisors can come together and work together as a team easily and efficiently does that does that uh, make sense as i've sa stated it to you well i think that that makes uh, perfectly good sense and and i think that you know, back to your original point, Bill, when business owners, they do come to us, um, as we both have experience, and they say, I want to get out in, in 12 or 24 months, mm -hmm. um, and I just, I can't do this anymore. And, of course, the, the challenge with that is, is there's no real preparation as to what do you really, what are you going to want to get out of this business, and have you really given it um, your best efforts to maximize the equity that you have inside of that business to be able to sustain not only your future for your family, but to be able to sustain the business itself for its employees and for the community in which, uh, in which it has been for the time frame that it's been there, 20, 30, or 40 years or longer. And I just think it's really important that if you're going to put that much time and in work into a business, doesn't it make sense to try to plan and capture the value that you have put in over those years. And certainly for me, it makes sense 
why wouldn't you want to do that? And business owners just need to kind of set aside the word exit because it does get, um, I think, misunderstood um, mm-hmm. of saying, well, gee, I want to get out today or tomorrow or the end of the week or the end of the year or whatever. So um, you are correct. Is it is kind of an uphill challenge to try to educate business owners to help them understand and get clarity as to what does that really mean for them. Yeah, great point. And I think one of the one of the key things for for listeners to understand is that everything is customized because you don't get to, you know, there are dozens if not hundreds of strategies that can be implemented um based on your particular fact pattern and your goals. In other words, you may have Four kids in the business, you may have zero kids in the business. Um, you may have a business that can't be sold and you need to wind it down. You may not want to exit your – you may just want to uh, go go from overtime president to part-time chairman of the board and, you know, die with your boots on. That stuff's all up to the pe- the person that is being planned for <clears throat> The plan would contain those facts and goals and then uh, suggest strategies and then, again, uh, work in collaboration with other advisors. So it's very important for people to understand an exit plan is is your statement of facts, goals, and suggested strategies that come into play. What are some of the other misunderstandings that you find people have about um, exit the exit planning process, Vince? Well, I think that the, some of the additional, you know, misunderstandings is, you know, what, first of all, like, what is it really, um, what's the, really it's the process of what an exit plan looks like, right? Like, what am I really writing out? What is this exit plan really supposed to do for me? Can I just do it myself and just say, put my business up for sale, right? I've got a business mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. does right. five, six, right. seven, ten million dollars a year. Why can't I just, you know, basically kind of like a, a house going up for sale is why can't yeah. I just, why can't I just throw it up for sale? Um, let's take a look at what the real uh, numbers are when, when you go to put a business up for sale. So for every 10 businesses that go up for sale, only two of them actually sell. And so you have to make sure that when you are going up for sale, if uh, that your business is as attractive to a buyer as it possibly can be, and that that ownership is transferable over to another owner. And what I mean by that is if that business is dependent upon you, the owner, uh, meaning that you can't leave the business for an extended period of time without the business really failing or sputtering along the way, then a new owner coming in is going to say, well, I'm not going to give you the price that you're asking because the minute you walk out the front door, the lion's share of your customers are relying on you. And I need you to bridge that gap over a period of time. So I need to discount that price. So there takes, there's a tremendous amount of work that has to be done to a business in order to really make it so that it is sellable and so that it is transferable. Um, and there was a survey done back in, I believe, 2012, Bill, uh, from the U.S. Census Bureau that stated that 88.8%, I think it was, of U.S.-based privately held businesses are still dependent on the owner for the majority of the uh, products that they deliver or services that they, um, that they do 
and or for the operations and the financials within the company, and that's a pretty alarming number. Great point. Um, what's a good uh, checkpoint for a business owner? What question might you ask them to find out if they're one of those 88.6% when you're sitting down with them, Vince? Yeah, so one of the key questions that I may ask a, a business owner is I say, you know, um, tell me a little bit uh, about your daily operations and who is running who is running the business, meaning how much time do you take off from this business every single year? Mm-hmm. And if the business owner is telling me, well, I'm really only taking about, well, I'm taking six to eight weeks off per year, but I always take my computer with me. I said, okay, so you're still working on your vacations you're not walking away from your business, so you're still attached to the business. So we want to try to find out how much of that business um, really functions with the business owner there and how much can function with the business owner gone. And those are some yeah. of the things that we really need to try to find out. It, it's a good point. Um, uh, a way to get to that, like you said, is tell me about your last vacation. <laughs> And you'll hear stories uh, from people that say, well, you know, my kids went to the zoo, but I had to stay back home and take a conference call or work on this. Or, You know, it's just people don't have that freedom that they're looking for a lot of the time. And and that's huge. That's that's a huge indicator that your business is not ready for sale. Now, you mentioned two out of ten that go to sell uh, actually sell. Uh, and, and you and I talk to a lot of business brokers and people that sell businesses in various capacities, and we hear that consistently that um, out of 10 people that approach them, they, they will they'll automatically, within five minutes, dismiss uh, eight of those. And what are some of the – you mentioned, okay, an owner-centric business is one of those reasons. What are some of the other reasons that, that a business broker would say – you're not even ready to go to market. What do you think the, the top reasons would be for that? Yeah, they're really going to look a lot more on the financial side. So they're going to look at uh, the real profitability of the business. Uh, yes. They might even look at some of the customer concentration that they have inside of the business. Uh, they might be taking a look at uh, how much reoccurring revenue they might or may not have inside of the business. So uh, what does their balance sheet look like? How much debt are they really carrying inside of the business? Um, And so they're going to look at a lot of what the financials bring back and compare that to their industry and just kind of probably let them know, say, look, when we compare you financially to the industry that you match up with with your NASC code, then you're really not in a position to go to market to sell. And if you did, you would have to take a substantial discount that you're probably not going to be willing to accept. Um, and so there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of issues on the financial side that really need to be cleaned up uh, and be able to, to give to a potential buyer. Because the mm-hmm. first thing that someone is going to ask you for is three to five years and sometimes more of your tax returns, your P&L, and your balance statements and if they don't see clean reports there and show profitability and consistency over a period of time, mm-hmm. uh, then many times that's just going to really turn them off and they're never going to really get to the next phase or really go through any due diligence whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah, I hear that over and over again, and you do too, that they that 
they have to a buyer has to be able to feel confident in those numbers reoccurring after you're gone and to the extent that they don't that to the extent that they have to come back in and recast a lot of the earnings because they were personal expenses you know it, how it shows a lot about how the business was run and what kind of confidence they can have and that's going to destroy your sale price so a lot of those 8 out of 10 business owners that don't sell <clears throat> sometimes you know sometimes it's because the the person they've gone to says look you're your business isn't it's not saleable because it's all about you another reason is it's saleable but the price you're going to get is so low that you're you're not going to be happy so a lot of times it's the it's the owner themselves going well I can't sell it for that Vince I can't sell it for that mm-hmm. because I'll have to pay tax I can't live on the after tax proceeds so what do I do now and that's where this process comes in uh, about exit planning because a lot of times the exit plan is about figuring out what you need to get out of the sale and driving the business towards that number over the next few years, correct? I I think that that is spot on. I think, you know, a lot of things that we look at uh, with our clients and and, and talking to people that are interested uh, in engaging us is just to really understand, let's take a look at the makeup of the overall business and its industry because not only do you want to have strong financials, you want to make sure that the industry that you're in has a, a, a tremendous or at least potential for some pretty good growth uh, over the next few years so that when someone does come back into that business and purchase your business, that they actually see the growth in the industry because they will look at that. Uh, and that's going to also have an effect on the overall price. And so business owners have worked extremely hard. Everyone I talk to have just worked countless hours for a number of years and it just takes them one more step to say put in a little bit more time to prepare what you have worked for so that you can be so that you can be compensated for all of what I call the sweat equity that you have put into your business and the better that you that you make that attractive right no one ever no business ever want owner wants to be told saying that you have an ugly baby right? So it's like right. the ugly baby syndrome. And so the better, the more attractive you make it and the more transferable you make it, the easier it is to get a more attractive offer on the, on the other side and to be able to accept that offer uh, to be able to sustain your lifestyle. But the work has to be put in on the front end to prepare it and you have to be fair to give yourself enough time to make that happen. It's not a 30-day or 90-day sprint to get right. done. Right, right, Vince. And, and you know, there, as, I, as I mentioned before, at least in the plans that, that I've, I've put together, there are basically three sections, facts, goals, and strategies. Now, the facts are the facts, right? But a lot of, people, a lot of times the, what's, what's out there is a bunch of myths, and we turn those myths into facts and say these are the facts, the strategies, that's kind of, you know, that's our job along with the advisor team to figure out what the best tax, legal, financial, and operational strategies are. How about that goals piece? If you could tell listeners uh, what you wish they would work on the most, would it be that goal section? And what, should they, what would you wish more people came to you with as far as having clear goals? Well, I think if they really came to me with one objective that they really wanted to have and one goal that they really wanted to try to accomplish is tell me uh, as clearly as you possibly can 
what do you really want to do once you sell this or transition this business? Um, and, and understand how are you going to get there? Um, every business owner thinks that the business is, is worth more than probably what it is. Um, True. And I think that being realistic about not only what the process is, but what value you may get out of this business based on the condition that it's currently in, um, those are the expectations that business owners really need to have to to understand, okay, well, this business down the street is similar to mine, and they got $3 million for those, and I do, I think, a, a little bit more in revenue, so I should get more than they should. And But when you look at the two businesses, internally there could be some 180-degree turn of, of just differences from one to the other, and one might drive a million dollars in a transaction. The other one, like I'd mentioned, is, is closer to $3 million. So it, it not only depends on financials, it depends on culture, it depends on, you know, a lot of different things, your lack of customer concentration. There's a number of issues that you really have to make sure that you, that you look at very clearly um, to be able to make something happen very attractively and get a good price for it. And Vince, you, you do, do such a great job of explaining all of this. Uh, is there one or two last tips, ideas, or precautions you could share with our listeners to help them get prepared and get moving on their exit plan before we before we move on today? Yeah, sure. I think the caution I would say is just don't rush to judgment about or, or rush to judgment about saying I'm just going to throw my business up for sale and I know I can maximize the the uh, the, the, the price of it. I did spend some time and talk to mm-hmm. some people, your CPA and attorney, some other people to, to see if you can get some introductions to people that I think might be able to help you. And I think from the other side is just have your expectations knowing that it's going to take a little bit of time and probably cost you a little bit of money to make sure that things are ready. But at the end of the day, when you take a look at the net rate of return that you would get out of all the work and money you paid into it, it's going to come back to you probably five to tenfold at the back end. So it's well worth the, the exercise and the effort that you put into it. Great point. So, Vince, uh, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you once again? Yeah, certainly they can go to the website at uh, prometuspartners.com. There's plenty of educational information to there, and you can contact us through there. Or if they would just like to um, give us a call, our phone number is 616-622-3070, or they can contact me at uh, Vincent. Uh, at prometuspartners.com. So any one of those areas would be able to give us a, us an email or give us a call. We'd be happy to answer any questions that they have. You always do a great job. I really appreciate you uh, coming on and clarifying these tips for our our listeners. And again, listeners, get real and get going. Get working on your exit plan. Just sitting around doing nothing gets you absolutely nowhere. So Vince, once again, thanks so much for joining me today. Appreciate the time, Bill. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.